Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. And we're into extra time. Hello and welcome to Extra Time. I'm Barry Guy. I'm joined by sports editor Stephen Hewson and cricket reporter Clay Wilson to discuss the current one-day series against India and how things are shaping up ahead of the World Cup. The one-sided nature of the series continued, although in the fourth game it was the Black Caps that came out on top with an eight-wicket victory in Hamilton. After taking just four wickets in the first three games, Trent Bolt was the hero. He bowled ten overs on the trot and finished with figures of 5 for 21. We didn't start how we wanted to in the series, and we know we needed a big effort in, in all aspects of the game, I suppose. Yeah, it's my job as, a, as an opening bowler to, to try to lead the bowling attack, so I had my job to do, and yeah, I'm sure the batters wanted to wrong a few rights, and we wanted a field with a lot more energy as well. So once again, we know uh, when we do all those things well, we're, we're good enough for anyone on the day, and um, yeah, it was nice to claw one back into the series. Trent Bolt there. We'll discuss that match in a moment. But uh, first, I just want to get the thoughts of uh, Stephen about, uh, well, what, what were you thinking before this against uh, the series against the top-ranked side started and how has it sort of shown now after four matches? Yeah, well, hopelessly lopsided, hasn't it been? That's that's the big uh, thing to take away from, it from this, these matches so far. Uh, did I expect the Black Caps to win the series? Possibly not. Did I expect the Black Caps to be much more competitive? Absolutely, yes. Uh, we went into the series knowing that India were ranked two in the world and uh, the Black Caps at three. And uh, theoretically, had they won the, fi- the series 5 0, they c- could have usurped India in that second spot. I think we possibly got a wee bit of a false sense of security with the series against Sri Lanka. Um, but I think what has shown this, uh, or these matches so far is just how much of a yawning gulf there is between the, the two sides uh, and that, on that ranking between second and third. So disappointed, I think, that uh, on a couple of fronts in the sense that the Black Caps haven't been competitive bar, obviously, the, the match in Hamilton, which was uh, lopsided, but the batting is the, the major failing point there we've seen in those first three matches at uh, Napier and at Mount Maunganui. And, yeah, that's, I think, what I would have taken away from it most. I would have expected the Black Caps to be much more competitive and pushed India rather um, than what we've sort of seen in those first three matches. I mean, you can say now that the the, uh, the series is gone, obviously, because India are with 3-1 or or up with one, one to play. The departure of Virat Kohli would, would seem to have had some impact. Um, you know, maybe it's only one game, but uh, a bit leaderless, maybe the the tourists um, in that in that match in Hamilton. And of course, there's no MS Dhoni there either for that that fourth game. Um, so that experience has possibly gone from the from the Indian uh, lineup. But although, given the status of some of their batsmen and their players in the uh, the world rankings and the the one day lineups, we're talking batting and bowling, um, you would have expected a much better effort. Yes, maybe having won the series possibly pay a part as well. Clay, the Hamilton match, uh, convincing for New Zealand after three convincing losses, so it it appeared to be a good toss for Kane Williamson to win. Yeah, and it seemed they had some indication before the game that the ball was going to swing. Trent Bolt spoke a lot 
after the game about the hot conditions and when it's hot and when there's no wind. He said no wind is another factor where they sort of feel it might swing and Hamilton has been known to swing a little bit in the past so the humidity up and, and the heat certainly helped him. Um, uh, obviously a great toss to win considering what happened in the end and it wasn't a prodigious swing but it was just enough swing for Trent Bolt to exploit and also for that matter Colin de Gronholm to exploit and as we know it's with Tim Southey and Trent Bolt when they can get the ball moving like that they can cause trouble for any batsman in the world, world-class players. So that certainly happened, and obviously with Coley out and Dhoni out, as Stephen has mentioned, um, India were a little bit weaker in their batting lineup, and they certainly exploited that. Um, Trent Bolt, just beautiful. I mean, it took six overs for them to, almost six overs for them to get the breakthrough, but, but when it came, new batsmen coming in simply couldn't live with what Trent Bolt was was producing. So um, encouraging signs, but I guess still some ways to go given what transpired in those first three games. I think what we see too with the swing bowling is that you don't actually really want that prodigious swing. That When you've got some swing, that create, is better for the bowler and creates more problems for the batsman than if you get a huge amount of the ball hooping around. And so just a little bit of shaping either you know into the batsman or away is... That's that's when it really suits Bolt and, and Southey. So, yeah, making the most of those conditions was obviously key. Clay, Stephen touched on it earlier. There were some big scores that the Black Caps put up against Sri Lanka, but they haven't been able to do it against India. Is the Indian bowling that much better than Sri Lanka, is it? Yeah, I think it is. And I think the big improvement we've seen with the Indian bowling is in their seam bowlers. We've always known that India have great spinners. It's just the nature of how... Indian cricket um, is. They've always got very good spin bowlers. But the likes of Bhuvaneshwar Kumar and Mohammad Shami, they've actually just been exceptional. We saw it in Australia as well. And we're talking about a team that hasn't come here with the world's number one ranked ODI bowler in um, Jasprit Bumrah. There you mm-hmm. go. So, I mean, you talk about those three guys. They're three world-class seam bowlers. And I think perhaps I, I, we, we, against the Sri Lankan side, Stephen mentioned a false sense of security and particularly with our batting and, and the Sri Lankan bowling I think that's what's been created and then we've come up against an Indian side they have just bowled really well and that's not to say that New Zealand batting hasn't been up to the mark but I think perhaps there hasn't been enough credit given to just how well the Indian seam bowlers in particular have bowled they, they take a couple of wickets at the top and then the guys coming into the middle order have to face that great quality spin bowling and it's just a very diff- difficult prospect. So it goes to show why India are one of the favourites for this World Cup coming up. Yeah, the Indian attack, so it doesn't look terrifying or anything, but they're obviously just sticking to the plan that has got them to be the top-ranked side. Yeah, well, Virat Kohli's spoken about that a couple of times. The other bowlers as a group are now operating much better and as a unit. And that that does make a huge difference in a team. That's why the New Zealanders have been, or when they have succeeded, they've been so good because they've been able to... to operate as a as a unit I mean whether you're talking the batting or the bowling but I mean it can't be overemphasized I suppose rather than simply individuals that that team aspect of, of you know bowlers bowling in tandem for example that it does it does make a big difference what did uh, clay what did you think of the lineup that New Zealand put out in that Hamilton game uh, they dropped Colin Munro from the uh, opening position, but they had sort of at least three all-rounders in Nisham, Santner and de Grandholm, and although we didn't see them play a full part in the game, you know, what do you think of that sort of make-up for the Black Caps? 
while what is clear is that they're still not sure what their best lineup is, and I guess you, in, in English conditions, um, the, the, your lineup could potentially change from game to game. But definitely, obviously, not convinced with Munro on the top, and the numbers back that up. Trying Henry Nichols up the top of the order, which hasn't been tried before, so clearly still some convincing to be done there. And though those all-rounder spots in the lower to middle order are clearly contestable at this stage. I mean, Nishan performed well against Sri Lanka. Then we saw glimpses from Bracewell, but his bowling perhaps hasn't been as 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 good as some expected in these, those first three matches of this Indian series. So Todd Astle coming in, getting a go. East Shodi doesn't appear to be too much between them. Sodi's been good without being great. So um, I guess what it does show is that New Zealand is still some way away from knowing what their best combination is. And there's a fair bit of ironing out to be done in terms of at least what even the starting 11 is, what the best 11 is before this World Cup gets underway. So this Bangladesh series coming up and those two warm-up games have just been confirmed this morning against India and the West Indies. Um, they're going to be crucial for the Black Caps. They're going to need all the game time they can get to not only um, line out their, their performance kinks, but to figure out what exactly is their best 11 for this tournament. And Stephen, the the squad that they'll take to the World Cup, obviously. I mean, it sort of is what we see now pretty much, isn't it? There might be another pace bowler. I can't really see another opening sort of batsman being selected, can you? Or, you well, it's, there's possibly more question marks around the squad now than what there was at the start of the summer. I mean, we, 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 the way things were shaping up, it was going to be a no-brainer that um, uh, Guptill and Munro were going to be opening the batting, but neither of them actually scored runs really uh, during the, the Sri Lanka series, and now that's tailed into the, the India series. Yes, it is hit and miss. That you know, when, when you're at the top of the order, it's tough there in that opening spot because they look. Their plan is to get away to a flyer for for both of them to 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 go at the bowling right from the start. That has that game plan doesn't appear to be looking to change under under Gary Stead, obviously coming in for, for Mike Hessen. But yeah, they're, they're now trying a few things, but is it getting a bit too too late? I mean, that's the only. Well, that's a question I'd have around it. The other thing is that while you're moving Henry Nichols up the order, the middle order, it's been settled for 12 to 18 months, and that's, that's a really big thing. Uh, I mean, tinkering around that, then sort of, if, OK, so what, Henry Nichols doesn't work out at opening, perhaps, and then you move him back down, and then he's possibly lost a bit of confidence because things haven't worked out. You've then got trouble not only at the top of the order, you've got trouble in the middle of the order. I would tend to possibly think that the, you'd hope that they might look to bring an opener for opener or like for like. I mean, there's guys like George Worker floating around uh, that people have sort of suggested get a crack. Yeah, it's it's tough to say because you're now running out of time before you've got to name your World Cup squad and then into the tournament. Yeah, I guess it's that age-old story with New Zealand cricket. You look at Colin Munro as a prime example. Is is okay? He's not in form, but who do you then bring in? I mean, you talk about someone like George Worker, but I guess he's not really proven at international level. And is it? Do you just put all your eggs in one basket with Munro and say, well, he could do it on his day? So do we back him, or do you you, you shift around with the lineup like they're doing with Henry Nichols? The other one stands out to me is Tim Southey. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's a veteran of this team, and now he appears on the outer. I mean, it's almost sure he'll go to the World Cup but it looks as though in terms of him being in a starting 11 that that may not happen so um, <laughs> there's a, yeah, a he's lot not, of he's not a guarantee anymore around. is he 
No, he certainly isn't. I mean, I guess he's someone you can bank on if some other people aren't performing and you just say, hey, here's a guy with experience and bring him in in a big game. But um, his ODI numbers over the last 18 months to two years just haven't been great, and and they've obviously noticed that. So you talk about the top of the order and then these, and, and the, the opening bowlers. I mean, these are key positions in any cricket team. So um, certainly some, some kinks to be on, yeah. And uh, if Bangladesh come here, and all due respect to them, if they come here and don't adapt to the conditions here, we could get Colin Munro uh, uh, scoring a, a ton and they get off to a flyer and New Zealand scores 400. But you, you're still possibly in the same feeling that it was Bangladesh and we're going off to the World Cup. And has that actually, you know, you might have got a bit of confidence back, but really, uh, you know, is, is that still the best side uh, here? So Bangladesh may not help the equation at all, perhaps, when it comes to, comes to the World Cup. Uh, we were talking about bit of seam, a uh, bit of movement when they... Hamilton, what about in Wellington? All I think about is the down at the stadium when they rolled England for next to not a lot in the World Cup. But, I mean, is, is that another well, one where the toss... Maybe a good game to give some, Tim Southey a go. He's got good memories, recent memories from there. Maybe that'll get him back into form. Yeah, absolutely. And if you get a bit of cloud cover, a bit of heat and humidity like we've had... Um, over the past four or five days, yeah, he'll, he'll be chomping at the bit to, to get out there, Tim Southey. Um, so, so you wouldn't change too much? You'd keep the same side? Well, you've got the... the, the, the you've, I mean, I think like Clay mentioned, that they'll take... Southey's definitely going to go and uh, to, in the World Cup squad, and, and conditions may well suit him over in, in England as well. I mean, it's still juggling around with the all-rounders, I think, is, is the, the, mate, the when it comes to the bowling lineup, that's where... Um, Gary Stead's looking. I mean, we'll, I mean, it'll be a given that Mitch, Mitch Santner and Ishtodi go as the spinners. Will they take a third? That's that's um, I suppose where where that sort of heading um, instead of what another a third all rounder. Who knows? I think I think you're bang on. I think the other person to look at here is Matt Henry. I mean, he came in for this game and probably you know compared to the likes of Bolton de Gronholm, his figures didn't make for great reading. And it was the same, I think, in the Sri Lankan series. He came in for one game and perhaps took a bit of a, a toweling. But Matt Henry is a, a guy who's proven in, in English conditions from his county record uh, over the previous winter uh, summer there. Um, he came back with brilliant numbers. He's someone who's clearly capable of being successful in English conditions, the way he bowls, you know, very good seam position and someone who's able to extract movement from those English wickets is someone I think that shouldn't be discounted in terms of, of that mix, even though his numbers and just he hasn't had game time. I mean, he's had to come in and try and perform without playing any games. He's been in the Black Cap squad and not really been allowed to go back to play much for Canterbury. So he's another guy who, um, you know, another guy who perhaps is in the mix, but they're not quite sure about yet because <laughs> the performances aren't there necessarily to, to back it up. So plenty of questions from the Indian cricketers and the Black Caps and the selectors are yet to answer those questions. We'll find out over the next month or so. Many thanks to sports editor Stephen Hewson and cricket reporter Clay Wilson. That's Extra Time for this week. I'm Barry Guy. Bye for now. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.